wealth tactic levels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels, a podcast for people who see things differently. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont, and I've been thinking differently in the wealth field for going on nearly 15 years. Today, we're joined by a guest, Luke Peters. Luke, how are you today? Doing great, Kevin. Thanks for having me on the show. Looking forward to it. Well, fantastic. Thanks for being here. I'm glad you could join us for discussion with our listeners here today. And what we're going to be talking about today is thinking of your side hustle slash business as an asset. Sometimes people don't think about it that way, and it may or may not develop into something more. But Luke has experience with this businesses. How many businesses have you had, Luke? <laughs> oh, man, I've had uh, probably more than five. I mean, as a kid, I won't count my paper route. Sure. And then I worked as a, I made donuts at my family donut shop. So that's, I'm not counting that, but I just always worked. But I had a swimming pool business that paid my way through college. So right. that would be business number one. And then right. I started up New Air and along with it, a couple of other wholesale distribution businesses, direct to consumer, and then also selling into the major retailers right. and a couple of businesses along the way, you know, that I rolled up into the main one. Right. And then more recently, just started a service business where we are like an, basically like an agency. So helping other companies on the digital marketing side and helping them sell into Home Depot and Wayfair and all of those types of people. So Excellent. a lot of businesses around e-commerce and along with the pool business, <laughs> swimming, <laughs> swimming pool business. Yeah. Well, that's a good one to get into. Everybody likes to go swimming, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Thanks, Luke. You've got great experience. And I think we should have a good discussion today to help our listeners find out why they should be thinking differently about their side hustle or business. I'm sure a lot of people, maybe they think, oh, I'm just kind of small time. So I'll just kind of wing it or whatever. But there's more to it. They're missing something if they're kind of taking that approach and not really thinking what I'm doing. This is actually a business. I'm trying to generate income and trying to grow and trying to do something more with it. And for some people, that side hustle becomes, like Luke here, legitimate business in a way of life. <laughs> yep, exactly. Luke, let's talk a little bit about, before we get too, too deep into it, I mean, you already kind of gave a little background about yourself, but can you talk a little bit more about kind of where you came from, what inspires you to do this? Sure. Yeah, you know, just going back to my donut days, so just my family, you know, we always, parents had always worked hard. They always taught us to work hard. We were delivering the daily newspaper throughout all the neighborhoods, multiple of them, and working at the donut shop. And this is 10, 11 years old. So I would right. even doing graveyard at the donut shop at that age. So I just, wow. you know, got a good work ethic for my parents and complained a lot at that age. But then uh, <laughs> later on, <laughs> later on at the benefit, because pretty much I can, in my mind, know that I can handle, endure any pain, basically. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. So that, and then so the inspiration is that once you have a business, you kind of realize that you have more stability in a sense. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's risky, but you're in charge of the risk versus right. being an employee. So, yep. and I just enjoy the freedom. I'm not somebody who likes to follow a lot of rules. So for me, a business was probably a necessity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that works. But those are, I can relate. <laughs> you know, exactly. So for some people, it's just, uh, it's kind of the only way to do things, but there's plenty of people who aren't like that. They're not risk takers. They're very sure. thoughtful and they're great business people. And often I wish, you know, I was is meticulous some of those folks. Everybody can be in business. You don't have to be uh, one type of individual. True. And, you know, what I've found from my experience so far is that a lot of people start out as one person with their business, but eventually you start getting other people to help you along the way. And 
if you do it right, you can find people to help balance you, whatever your strengths are. You can find someone that's helped balance you with that. Yeah, hiring good people is the best thing. Now, you know, today, if we're talking about side hustle, it's tough because at the beginning, you can't do that. But once right. you're at that point, you quickly realize the sooner your business is making enough money to hire good people, good people are going to drive your business. And it's always worth the investment. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that maybe in today's world, it's a little bit easier to outsource tasks? I, I have found this. You've got things like Fiverr, you know, and other services out there where you can... Maybe it's just one little task, maybe just doing some content writing for your business, for instance, and you're spending, maybe it's selling furniture and you got to find a way to write content for that. You've never done it a day in your life. It takes you 20 hours a week, but you pay someone 50 bucks and they get it done for you. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. Yeah. In today's day and age, you can definitely do that. I think you got to weigh both sides of it. Sometimes right. we don't want to outsource things that are not making us money at the beginning right. either. So there's an easy thing to say, oh, I'll just have someone do it. Well, I mean, do you need to do that thing sure. anyways? Like, let's, let's right, first right. make sure there are things we have to do in our business before we outsource them. But absolutely, in today's day and age, you hire locally for mm-hmm. the high level talent. You know, the stuff that takes where experience makes a difference and then you outsource the tedious stuff that you don't need to do locally. Right, right. There's also the flip side to that is when you're starting out your side hustle, you're doing all those tasks. A lot of people say that it's good that you do it in the beginning because then you do it, you learn. Don't just outsource it right away. You learn it first, you learn the ins and outs of it, then you understand it better. And when you understand it better, you can outsource it better or hire someone to do it better later on because then you understand what they're doing, what you're looking for. Yeah. And again, that's going to assume that you're starting something, you're bootstrapping it. You don't have a lot of finances. Absolutely. Now, if you have investors, it's totally different. Um, They may have a certain time horizon for you have to kind of go your profits. You got to speed that process up. So maybe you do invest in some talent and that talent does things and you don't know how to do everything. But generally as a rule of thumb, it's actually one of the good things of just being small. Right. And now I don't have to get my hands on all those things. And it's good because, you know, I have too many things going on, but it's definitely a necessity at the beginning. Sure. Okay, cool. So let's start talking a little bit more about why would our listeners want to change their mindset of thinking about what they're doing as a side hustle into, hey, this is a legitimate business. Why should they be doing this? Yeah, I mean, well, let's first back up and look at employment. Okay. There's a lot of great companies. You know, my company, New Air, we won best place to work. So we definitely care for everybody that's working here. But the days of people staying with the company their whole life is past us now. Mm-hmm. And it is a very competitive world in the talent. If fighting for talent, right. it's very competitive. But at the same time, companies make changes really quick. And right. what I mean by that is that if someone listening is an employee and they also have skills they think could be marketable in a business, they should actually first think of a side hustle because it's kind of like insurance in a sense. Right. Like you can build up a business with an uncertain future for all of us. It's great to have that potential business there. Or even if you turn it into a business, now that's the ultimate insurance. You have something where you can draw revenue yourself. Right. And that's the first reason that I would say people should really think about they don't. People always think about they're comfortable with their job and, you know, yeah. they can get surprised one day and then be left with nothing. Yeah. Anything can happen on any given day. You just never know. I mean, you could have a job in California and something happens out in the East Coast and next day you don't. Yep. You know? <laughs> Especially, you know, I mean, if you've been at the time of this recording, the markets and everything's going crazy with everything that's happening in the world right now. There's so much uncertainty. I think it's, you're talking a little bit about like you were saying before, when you worked for someone else, you didn't feel as in control of what you were doing. 
right? When you work for someone else, first of all, you need to be motivated. So that even goes for us folks that where we have businesses, hopefully we're having positions for our teams where they have the flexibility to make their own decision. Right. Okay. Because like, if they don't, then they're not going to be as motivated to do the job or a good job. Right. Right. And then, so I was in that position and for me, it was a lot more fun start a business and have control. And even at the beginning, if you're not making money, mm-hmm. you can kind of see a path to get there. Right, right. And it involves, at the beginning, I was working as a hazardous waste scientist. So that was my job after college. I was a hazardous waste scientist. Mm-hmm. And I started building new air at night. So I would come home, invest three, four hours a night. I mean, it was a lot of work. And right, right. probably in my, I was in, in my early 20s, mid, maybe mid-20s there. Yeah, 25 or so. Right. And 25, 26. And then my wife would then answer phone calls from orders that were coming in during the day. And it wasn't a ton of orders, but it was enough to keep her busy. Right, right. And that was our side hustle. Like, And then eventually that business turned into this business. And I was able to leave the hazardous waste scientist job. And I think from that, the big thing that people can think about is like, what are they doing with their time? Yeah. We're all guilty of this, but like we come home, you watch the news or, you know, of course you got to have family time. You hang out with the kids. That's the reason we all work is, you know, for hopefully, you know, for our families or our future. But beyond that, you know, is there free time and are we spending it wisely? And if not, that's time people can spend on their side hustle. Right. True. True. Doing something for yourself to improve yourself, to give yourself more future. That works. So you mentioned spending time with your family. Once you change your mindset of taking your side hustle or whatever into being a legitimate business, can this benefit, this entrepreneurship benefit your family? I think so. Because when you think about it, yeah, it does take you away from family time. But I think families are going their opposite ways nowadays anyways. Right, right. You know, they come home, everybody's in a different room with the phone on. And it's like, yeah. so it's kind of an excuse. Yeah. But like, how much quality time is there? So you can still coach your kids' soccer teams and, yeah. and football or baseball teams. You can still be very active. And have time to do these things because there's actually quite a bit of time in the day. And then you look back and how we actually spending this time. And I think the other thing is that really disciplined time spent. So a couple hours a day is enough time to start a side hustle. It doesn't need to be six hours a day. Right. It's right. usually because a lack of discipline and focus around what's really important. And that goes for me too. Like everybody gets caught up in things they shouldn't. Sure. But I found that even with my new business that I'm starting, doing 30 minutes of sales a day is enough to get a customer pipeline, if you think about that. So that's not a huge time commitment. And I think uh, folks maybe don't think that way. They think there's too much time. They don't know where to start. They don't know where to to invest that time. And there's definitely enough for everything. And also, I think it's a good example for the kids anyways, you know, to see their parents starting a business, talking about it at the dinner table, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're right. Because you mentioned earlier that your family had you in the business and you're doing 5 a.m. donuts and whatnot. So that helped you with your work ethic. And so by extension, you doing something entrepreneurship with your family and your kids, it helps give them a good work ethic. Exactly. I've even got my 13-year-old. He's now washing our cars to make 20 bucks. Nice. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, I'm like, why would I pay someone to do it? Now my kid can do it. And he gets a satisfaction of getting a $20 bill after he washes the car. Right. So it's like, a, it's a good, I feel it's a, I'm pretty happy about him. Stoked. It's kind of a good lesson oh. for him because I, because I used to do that, you know, I was right. making, but I was making, I joke around with my parents. I was making a quarter an hour. <laughs> so, right. so I always give my dad a hard time on that. But, but yeah, I think it's actually really positive for the family to be talking about business and the kids eyes are kind of opened at a young age. Like, yep. whoa, you know, I'm going to school, but like, I don't have to get a job if I don't want one. I could right. start a business. Like it opens up their eyes to opportunities. Right. 
opportunities. It gives them some good views of the world. And I think if you're feeling more in control of things, when you take your time, you can have a better quality of time with your family as well. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I think, uh, and I'm not trying to preach and say that I have everything figured out. I don't want to come off the wrong sure. way, but I mean, right. Right. it's just like little things. Like in my family, we try to have a sit down family, a dinner every mm-hmm. night. So, right. you know, the kids are all together at the table, which it sounds obvious, but I think a lot of times it doesn't happen in busy families, you know, and people are eating at different times. And so we're able to do that and get dogs. So you go for walks with the dogs or you have certain standard things like little rituals, right? That every family's sure. going to have, whether it's, to hang out and watch the Lakers or whatever the case is. Right. And then also all the sports. I think there's quality of time when you're doing those things. It definitely benefits it. And like I said, a side hustle doesn't have to be four or five hours at night. It could just be a couple hours. Right, right. And there's another thing too. I think a lot of people have this pervasive idea in their head that when they're trying to do a side hustle or a business, they need to be going at it. They're working until 1, 2, 3 a.m. every day five, six days a week. And maybe that's intimidating. What they think of their mind, what they have to do in order to make this either bigger, if they're already doing a little bit of a side hustle, or even start one, if they have an idea. Do you think that kind of idea in society today is pervasive enough that it might be scaring a lot of people off from taking the next step? Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest thing is that people just don't know where to start, Yeah, which is really tough. It is really, really tough. And my only answer to that is you just start. You actually just have to sit down and start doing work. And saying, what can I build or offer that's valuable that a customer will buy? And then you literally have to just go sell. And if you have a certain service that you want to sell, you just have to create an email offer as simple as that and start cold emailing people and get your customer and then Mm -hmm. figure it out. And I think too much is put in at the beginning trying to perfect the pitch or whatever the case may be. When honestly, you can just go to market and just tell people you do X, Y, and Z and try to get someone to pay and then perform really good. Right. And you know, on your question on time, the thing is that everybody's schedule is different. Right. But I'm guessing for most people, the mornings on the weekends are open for most adults. Right. You know, kids might be sleeping in if, if they have kids. So your time from like seven to 10 o'clock, you could just book that time as your side hustle time. Right. Right. And then you got six hours right there for two days a week. And then maybe there's some time on the weeknights. So there's always a way to figure out where that time is going to come from. Right, right. Maybe there's a, or if you're like a family person, you know, maybe you have to take the kids to Taekwondo on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that leaves you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to put a little time plus those weekend mornings. And then you have a pretty good work week at that point. Yeah. And then once you do get some clients, you will probably drive you crazy because you'll be busy. But then you really have an excuse to invest a little bit more time in it. And then you can just see where this business is going to go. Right, right. And maybe you get a little more motivation too, because when things start happening, people start feeling good, they become more motivated, they exactly. want to do more. So it's a good cycle. Yep, absolutely. So speaking of, let's talk a little bit about the transition of going from a side hustle or something you maybe is your business, but it's not a legitimate business. How do we transition to the next step of taking it to whatever you're doing to a legitimate business? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, I don't necessarily know that there's like a firm line there once you have clients. I mean, eventually you're going to need to establish some sort of entity, but you could start right. out as a sole proprietorship and then eventually convert to an LLC right? or a partnership if you're with your wife or a partner. So yeah. there's different things you can do on that end, but I don't think that there's necessarily a, a line that says, okay, now this day it's different. Once you're right. collecting money, you're a business and you're going to have to pay taxes and keep books 
Right. But at the same time, when you're small, I guess the key thing is keeping track of your expenses that are associated with that business. And that's actually a big benefit to having a side hustle. There's quite a bit of things you can write off. And right. if you're generating 40000 but you're also writing off somewhere in that neighborhood for the first year, which is very normal, then you're not going to have a lot of net profit. But right. now kind of have your business established and getting on a basic accounting software like a QuickBooks, QuickBooks Online, something very simple like that, yeah. you know, is a good way to start. Right. Okay, good. Do you find that there's anything in your experience that people might be, maybe there's something that they're thinking that holds them back from flipping that switch and transitioning to the thought of, hey, my business, my side hustle is really an asset. Yeah. I mean, what people want to really think about with the business is it is an asset and an asset means like it's something that holds value for you. Right. And that most businesses, when you stop working, they don't stop. Right, right. Now, a restaurant may stop taking in money, but the point is that restaurant has built up goodwill on the corner of that street, or right. your service company has built up goodwill and references with clients, and maybe you have some SEO visibility after a year or something like that. So the point is like you built something that even when you're not working is valuable and it's sending clients your way or it's producing some sort of revenue. Right. And right. I think people don't really think in that term, which may sound obvious, but right, right. the term that like you're building something that is only going to increase in value, like your time putting in there is actually additive and it's continuing to grow the value of this enterprise and the enterprise will be more valuable in the future. And it's not just like a zero sum thing where you're at work, you do work, and then you come back the next day and you start all over again. It's totally different when you're building your business. And I think if people thought in those terms, mm-hmm. they would be just like they invest in their 401ks, they would be investing in their business and they would be saying, whoa, you know, if I put in 10 hard hours this week, that's going to push something out the revenue pipe, you know, in three months from now. And if right. they really thought that way, right, they would right. be eager to put in more time. Right. It's true. So it's both an asset and an investment in terms of time yep. and money that's going to bring you something in return. Exactly. And probably at a way higher ROI than your 401k is going to bring you. Um, <laughs> Very possibly, especially so. with what's been going on in the markets recently. <laughs> but, no, uh, with your Corona 401k, it's not looking yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. right now with what's going on out there, that's for sure. Okay, great. Before we close on this, I'm going to ask you for our Wealth Tactic Rebel Value Bomb, which is something in your experience, Luke, that our listeners should look to avoid and what they can do about it. Yeah, that's a great question. Things to look to avoid and specifically in business is don't feel like you have to sign contracts. Okay. And if you do sign contracts, make sure that the provision, just understand that everything is editable and variable. So just because you're handed a contract from a big company, don't think that you can't redline it and get rid of certain terms that are not agreeable to you. So first thing is don't sign long-term contracts. Be able to get out of that contract each and every month. That would be uh, number one, meaning don't sign things that lock you into a year of business. Right. Maybe big fees with that. Totally. That could be deterrent. A hundred percent. You have fees and even that contracts can be negotiated. Just because you're handed a contract from a large company, don't think that that can't be negotiated down. And also just at the beginning, keep your expenses variable. You know, so you don't need, like I would advise against hiring in family. I know that people probably hear this all the time, but there's so much work you can find on Upwork and Fiverr and keep those expenses variable at the beginning um, so that you're not fixing any of those costs. Right. Good tips. Good tips. Thank you, Luke. Yep. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about yourself and your business? 
Yeah, no. Well, thanks for having me on, Kevin. I, I love talking about this stuff. Sure, uh, so absolutely. right now for any companies that are... So right now I have a new business called Retail Band and you can see more at retailband.com. And what we do is we help companies on the digital marketing side. So for clients who are product brands, and if they want to sell more product into Wayfair, we can do that for them. More into HomeDepot.com, we can do that. We also do influencer marketing for these clients. So we can really speed up new product launches and product sales for clients. And then, and it's a lot of fun. And also I just bring in all my knowledge from SEO and digital marketing and online sales, because a lot of companies are strong Mm. in store or they're strong in other brick and mortar areas, but they don't get the digital side. So that's right. where we can help out. And, and then what exciting on my other business for New Air is we have a beer froster, which is pretty sweet product. So go over to newair.com and it's a, it'll hold your beer and get it down to 23 degrees with a really awesome glass display, like for bars and restaurants or, you know, yeah, for fancy. your man cave. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty sweet. You can show off like that's a craft cool. beer and it'll get it really cold and it looks awesome, you know, for your friends or your business. Right. So. That's pretty exciting. That's cool. Excellent. Thanks, Luke. Golf Tactic Rebel listeners, we're going to put the link to Luke's websites and his social media on the show notes page for today's episode at wealthtacticrebels.com and look for the Thinking of Your Side Hustle as an Asset episode and love that information there. And Luke, appreciate you sharing your knowledge today with our listeners. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. Appreciate it. It was fun. Absolutely. been great. Hope everyone's staying happy and healthy today and hope everyone has a fantastic day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth-accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes, and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. Information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.